I can't remember, babes, mm -hmm. if we talked about Bone Crusher yesterday when we were doing this or before. Um, we did it before. Okay. Uh, or I'm sorry, we did it after. I think we did it after the the either before the pod. Uh, let me think. I think it was after Bubs. I think it was like in the afternoon. Yeah, because I played you a recording of his, and I wouldn't have done that if we were recording for this. Yeah. Because of music copyright and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was it was after. Because it was like in the afternoon. I had listened to an interview that Killer Mike had done with Rick Rubin this week, and then I'm like, oh, I want to listen to that song, Never Scared, because he's on there with Bone Crusher. Even though I think that song was on uh, Crusher's album and not Killer Mike's album. And <laughs> this morning I'm up early. I thought for some reason that that song came out in 2000, maybe 2001. Uh -huh. But it turns out it was released in April of 2003. Now, in the long scheme of things, that isn't a huge deal. Yeah. But when you look at music awareness... um how you grow as a music listener, that's pretty significant because I turned 20 at the end of 2002. So yeah, that's true. I, yeah. I, I could have sworn that song was popular in my last year of high school, but it was probably not even recorded then. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my favorite song, but it's one of those pieces of music that I appreciate more as I get older. Like when I first heard Never Scared, it wasn't really my jam. Kind of like um, Nelly, um, It's Getting Hot in Here. Yes. I'm not a Nelly fan at all, and I hate I hated that song when they came out, but now I think it's really good. That's a yeah. So that song came out in I believe it was 2001, 2002, I think 2001, 2002, somewhere around there. But yeah. that that was those two summers were significant for me, um, not just because of September 11th, but also because of uh, college and um, it yeah they they were I I remember that song. Um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, those that period of time, I think, is significant in my life because of how old I was, breakups, growing as a human being, uh, going through a mild depression because of various things. Yeah. So I do... I wouldn't say I have fond memories of that time, but I think that was an important time in my development. And obviously we've discussed before if I could relive my life over, but knowing what I know now, and if I could, have, if I get to do that, which we don't know, um, then I'm definitely, it, it would definitely be a more wild time uh, than it turned out being. Yeah. But, and a more happier time. Yeah. But I don't know that it would be a happier time either because just because you're, um, I don't know. It, it, I, I just have a thing about changing time because there are times where you think, well, if I change time, maybe I could have done this over. But that also changes the time now that you're going through. So I don't know. It does in a significant way. But, I, you know, I Rick could talk about this all day, but I'll try to keep it somewhat short for your sake. Yeah, I hear about it a lot. <laughs> but I do believe, babes, that if I knew then what I knew now, one, I could be happier just in general, but also, you know, be with more women, but, but also be happier. Make more, more women. Well, yeah, if we're going to be honest, make more money, be physically in better shape and still end up with you in 2018. I don't think it would happen. I, I, I really absolutely don't. think I can navigate I, that. I don't believe you would because we would be living in, I think we would be living in different states. What if I didn't move here in 2012? I, I could have uh, moved back to Hawaii 
I could have stayed in Washington, and I would never have I would never have known that there was a Rick Hammond in the world. See, if we're saying that um you know, I change things, obviously the world around you changes, and there's no way to like actually prove this because you know, obviously, obviously I can't go back can, and do yeah. this, yeah. at least as far as we know. Um but I, I don't think that would have happened. I think we still would have gotten together in 2018. I don't think so. I think yeah. uh, I think I um I think I would have thought, nah, I'm not gonna. I I I wouldn't have known about you. Um, I probably would have thought, nah, I'm not gonna see this person again if I ever did meet you in 2018. But that's what you thought, anyways. I did, think and that I was anyways. able to hustle and make things work. Yeah, I was on my grind, babes. Uh-oh. On your grind. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, and again, who knows if that's actually possible? But then, the, but that is my theory that I could have still made things happen, and it, I would have just had a lot more fun before I met you. And by the time I met you, I would have been like balling for real because I would have been like super, super rich. So you know, we'd be, we'd be you know living it up. <laughs> we'd be next level balling. What? No, it's just funny. Uh, I don't know. It's just funny to think about. <laughs> I don't know. Here's a question for you that's a lot off the subjects, but yeah. it just came up in my head. Okay. So my stepmom used to say that, like, crying, she would call it, like, bawling, right? Like, yeah. bawling oh, your eyes bawling out. your eyes out, yeah. And then, like, I don't know, five, <laughs> ten years later, it became a term for rappers to show that you have, like, tons of cash and, and all You're the fly lim- women. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. Um, that's, that's interesting. I mean, well, what about the term postal, right? When someone says I'm going postal. Yeah. That means they're going crazy. Yeah. They're about to shoot up a place. Or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, or, and then, you know, I don't know. It's just, just interesting how vernacular kind of changes like that. It is. Or like, um, some people will say, instead of saying excited, They'll say things like, oh, I'm really jazzed about this or I'm jacked up about it. Yeah. Which I didn't know that jacked up was used to um, say excited because when I think of the word, the, the, the phrase jacked up, you're really messed up. But I didn't think that, oh, I'm really jacked about it. I think of somebody who's probably sniffing some good stuff mm. that, I, by the way, I've never sniffed coke. Um, but that's what I think of when I think of somebody who's jacked up, somebody who's just in a whole lot of cocaine. I know. Yeah. But so I would never have thought that jacked up would also mean I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about something. Yes. So I don't know. Well, good. Yes. Yeah, I've never had any desire to do cocaine. Good. I haven't either. Oh, good. Not at all. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I have friends who've done it, and you know all that stuff. But it's never struck me as something like I need to do it. That just that just cannot be good for your sinuses. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I know it, it It goes straight to your brain when you sniff it. But that just can't be good to your sinuses, for your sinuses in general. Have we talked about the Samuel L. Jackson thing with cocaine? No, what, what, was, he a, what, did he, was he a cocaine addict? Well, yeah, but you say sinuses. He actually burned a hole through his nose from oh. sniffing so much coke. Oh. And the rumor I heard is Ow. that he never got it repaired oh. because he wanted it as a reminder not to go back to that to that cane. Um, but also, Ow. he plays an addict named Gator in Jungle Fever. It's a Jungle Fever? No, it's Do the Right Thing. I'm sorry. Okay. And Do the Right I've Thing. I've never seen any of those movies, but... 
I think it's do the right thing. Mm. It's either do the right thing or jungle fever. Mm. Um, it's been so long since I've seen both of them, but we're going to say it's do the right thing. And apparently he started working on that movie two weeks after he got out of rehab. He burned a hole in his nose. Yep. Oh, that can't be good. It's such a good actor. That can't be good though. Ugh. No. Ouch. No. So that's something to think about there. Jay Wall. No, I don't think I want to burn holes in my nose. Thank you. Oh. I heard those nose surgeries can be a pain. That's what I've heard through. too. Yeah. Because some people have some people have never done drugs, but they have like um uh sinus problems or um they have like a deviated septum. Mm-hmm. That's gotta be really annoying yeah. to deal with. Yes. So and painful. But, yes. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about roasting. Okay. I am a, uh, what would you call, I'm a vindictive bastard. That's what I wouldn't call you that, what but, you say? um, I don't know, vengeful person, I guess. I'm a vengeful person. <laughs> and. Well, I mean, at least you think vengefully. I do. <laughs> I, me, not so much. <laughs> because it never ends up, it never ends up well. It never ends well. Okay. And I had a falling out with a couple of people in an organization. And, and it keeps coming up in my head for different reasons, right? So I want to get over this, but I can't reach out to these people. They're both still alive, but I feel like if I did, I'd get a lot of fiction back. It's not that I couldn't confront them, but it's if I did, they'd say that they were sorry and not really mean it. Mm-hmm. So trying to think about this how do you get over something when you can't when you actually think that confronting the person would make it worse Mm -hmm. and the solution i came up with last night before we go to bed but i didn't say anything until this morning is what if i spent like the next month and a half not every day but you know occasionally writing down little like punchlines and one-liners dissing these people because it's Mm -hmm. two different people with the same organization Mm -hmm. And then in maybe late March, because mm-hmm. we do this like three times a week. Yeah. One day, I will do a roast of one of the people who you have met. And the next day, I'll do a roast of the other one. And then I can edit those two clips together. And one of them will be in each separate podcast. But I can edit them together, put it up on YouTube. And maybe, even though it's not going to make any money, release it as like a, a comedy album on iTunes. Just to, just to like give the middle finger <laughs> to both of them. I told you that idea, and I don't think you really liked it. No, because I'm like, why would you want to spend all your time dissing these people when they're probably not even thinking about you? They're probably not thinking about you, and they're probably they probably moved on with their lives, and they you know they don't um, they want they don't want anything to, or maybe maybe one of them actually wants something to do with you, but you don't want to return that favor. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, I, I personally think um, there's really no point in doing it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. No, no. We, we are not going to do this. You are going to do okay. your own. Here's what I'm going to do with the assistance of a lot. No, I'm not going to do this. So I don't want to be involved. I'm going to continue. No. Oh, hold on. Mm. Hold on, babe. I'm going to tell you what we're doing. Mm. Uh, me, and you're going to be behind me, um, <laughs> is... I will write down punchlines about these two people. And I'm, I I know some personal stuff. And I can get really, uh, really um, 
uh, meme. <laughs> so I will write down punchlines. And then we will revisit this at the end of March. And I'll, periodically I'll run some of these punchlines over with you before we get to that point. And if you just give me the okay, then we'll do the roast. And maybe we'll just keep it on the roast here. We don't have to edit it into like a separate YouTube video or anything like that. Oh and if you decide that the roast isn't a good thing, then maybe I'll just say uh, what organization these two people are from. Oh, wow. Yes. So I think that's a good way to handle it for now. Babes. Oh. Yeah. I do not want to be involved in this. Yeah. I want nothing to do with it. Oh, my goodness. No, I really don't. I, I don't even know these people. I only met one of them once. Yeah. And, and uh, frankly, he didn't really impress me. <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh, frankly, it didn't impress me, but that's just me. I mean, he was kind of in his own little world. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, you know, something about people that want to draw attention to themselves kind of annoys me. I know. Me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's other people around you. I get it if you want to draw, draw attention to themselves, to their self, themselves, but they want to, um, get to know other people. Yeah. That's one thing, but... Just the, the the fact that they want all the attention on them is kind of annoying to me. I don't know. That's a that's a good point. Yeah, it it really does. Yeah, it really gets on my nerves. <laughs> it's like, you know, think about other people. Don't just think about yourself. There are other things that are a lot more important than what you've got going on. Sometimes. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Let's say I accept Jesus into my heart. Oh boy. Well, hold on. And I'm a, a good Christian, meaning I go to a church and I go to the one that you like, right? And, you know, I say, you know, I'm I'm a sinner, but I'm doing my best. And, and I ask God for forgiveness and I accepted Jesus into my heart. But I'm also like extremely, extremely vain to where if I go out to a restaurant and somebody's talking to you for more than a couple minutes and not acknowledging me, I'll get up and go to another table. Yeah. And I'm giving you a real life example yeah. of one the one of the people I was planning to roast right, actually exactly. did. <laughs> um, and I'm just extremely vain. Uh huh. Are is there a place in heaven for super vain people? Well, that's the thing. You have to ask God to help you with that. Mm. You know, you can't just continue on in your vainness. So how do I word it? But what if I'm like, hey, God, please help these people recognize how great I am. No, you say, hey, God, help me. Uh, or, or hey, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say it that way. Pray to God and ask God to uh, take away your vainness. Mm. Because it really... You shouldn't be praying for those people. You should be praying for yourself. Okay. Because what would be the point in um in asking Jesus to come into your heart when you're not going you're not willing to change what you should be changing? Mm. But what if that's like your biggest flaw though? You don't kill anybody. You don't Well, then that's something that I believe uh God could help you with is your vainness because um Getting the attention off of yourself and getting the attention on uh more uh godly things is yeah. is what you should be focusing on, not yourself. So you don't think that there's any like super vain people in heaven? There shouldn't be. Okay. There are there there's a place in heaven for forgiven people, is what I'm trying to say. Nice. Not that they're all good, because a lot of them were not good before they uh before they came before they got to heaven. Uh oh. But that they were forgiven. 
of the sins that they have committed in the in the past and and present and uh and future nice but no that's the kind of thing that i don't think people understand though the ones who don't get christianity i think they don't get that number one when when jesus comes into a person's heart they have to be willing to change a lot of things and they also have to be willing um to let god change them from the inside out it's not about them anymore it's about um it's about uh, it's about um what god wants for them and what they can do to um to uh bless other people so that's something to think about okay not so much about yourself. Yeah, because I was thinking of, you know, the dude we were just talking about. I'm wondering, oh, if if God is real and if there, if there is an afterlife and it's like a Jesus-centric thing, uh, will this guy be able to get in and still be vain? <laughs> no, you got to think about whether you're going to get in. I, I am. Yeah. Well, we don't know if heaven is for real, though. That's the thing. Oh, I believe it is. I, I you want to find out sooner? I'm no, just kidding. I'm hey, just kidding. Hey, Bob, I got a knife. You got a no, sword. No, 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 no. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to murder anybody. Okay, good. It's just a joke. Okay, give me a kiss. Nice. Oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. No, I, I personally don't think you should be roasting anybody. It's just not healthy. I disagree. I think that there's a place in our society to really vent. And yeah, I mean, you can vent, but if you're... I mean, I understand if you want to vent. Yeah. But after a while, it's like, don't you ever think, like, what is this really... What is this really doing? Is it really helping anybody? So part of the reason this came up is because, you know, these people keep coming up in my lives in various mm -hmm. ways. And sometimes it's not just the form of me thinking about them. Sometimes it takes the form of people asking me about them. Oh. Right? Mm -hmm. And there was no, like, ending ceremony unless you count me blocking one of them from my phone and the other one just telling me to go fuck myself because I called him out on the lie. So did they? Yes. Oh, I called this person out on a lie, and he accused me of lying about something which wasn't true, and he knew it wasn't true. I I, I did not meet this person. Right? He, yeah, no, you didn't meet this person. Okay. He knew what he was saying about me wasn't true, and he told me to go fuck myself. And so, did you tell him to follow his own advice? No. Oh, you should have. I should have. But what I did do is I badmouthed yeah, it should, him. It should have been a parting thing. Well, why don't you follow your own advice and do that? No, no, no. But what I did do is I badmouthed him to other people in the community. But I didn't say, but here's the key. When I badmouthed him, I didn't say anything that wasn't true. Oh. Yeah. But I let people know, hey, just so you know, if you want to work with this type of person, like somebody wanted to reach out to him for a business opportunity. And I mm -hmm. told this person, uh, what the, what the guy had said to me, and I'm like, hey, you can still reach out to him, but you should just so you know, this is the type of person you're dealing with, mm -hmm. right? So, did they reach out to him anyway? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. So the thing is, though, um, there was never really. Oh, Alana made an Instacart order before we All started. Right, let me go this. check. This yeah, I want to see if we're getting all stuff. Okay. 
Nice. But anyways, oftentimes in society, they'll talk about like a closing ceremony. A closing ceremony. Yeah, to like end things off and so you can move on with your life. Oh, you mean like, um, or something that you do for closure. Yeah. And I thought that since I can't reach out to these people, since, you know, for obvious reasons, this might be a good way for closure. It's to just roast them publicly. But maybe there shouldn't, maybe there won't be closure. Right. Maybe, maybe the closure is that there isn't any closure. I know. That is the closure, but this would be a fun way to accept that. Mm. But I don't, I don't know. think it's a good idea. I mean, like I said, they're probably not thinking about you. They probably don't want to battle you. Yeah. Unless you bring it up. Yeah, but it's about what's in my heart. It's about what's in my heart. Yeah, but what's in your heart isn't isn't always uh, trustworthy either. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we can revisit this at the end of March. I just, I, just, I don't think it's a good idea. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still a little bit upset about how my friend ended things with me because I wasn't even, I, it, it like came at me out of nowhere. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Um, there was no warning and that was, that was worse than there, you know, if there was a warning, I yeah. would have been able to avoid it. Right. But that's even worse than, than actually knowing, um, than actually ending a, a friendship that isn't going well. You know what I mean? I hear you. And I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take revenge on her because I, I mean, it's, you know, she, she didn't want a, she didn't want a friendship anymore. And I, I mean, what else can I do? Yeah. I can't do anything about it. No. Nope. And, and at times I wonder like, what is she telling her family and friends about me after I've, you know, and after I've, um, we, we've been through so much together and I've given her my time and I've been generous with whatever, with, with food, with money, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even a lot. And it's like, I'm thinking to myself, what else could I have done? Could I have called her a lot more? But even so, what else could I have done to to mend this? I, I don't think there was anything that I could have done. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. Or is it like strictly political and that's the reason why she ended it? I, I mean, there's so many questions I have that, um, you know, I, I think that right now reaching out to her would not be a good idea. No. Yeah. Because it's probably still fresh with her. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's sometimes I think that's even more worse. Mm. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you knew this was going to end, right? Yeah. You had to feel, I didn't know this was going to end. It just, it just happened. Yeah, yeah. She just ended it. Like, I thought I was her best friend and then now it's, we're not friends anymore. Because she wanted to end it. And I'm still, um, I'm not bitter about it, but I'm still sad about it. And there's nothing I can do. No. There's absolutely nothing I can do. No. And I don't really have a reason to roast her because there isn't a lot of things to roast about, really. <laughs> and with me, I have like a wealth of material. I, I don't have anything to really go on. I just, I'm just upset about what she did. Yeah. I don't really have anything to go on. I think. I think she's a sane person. I think she's got her, own, you know, she may have her own issues, but she's pretty sane. Nice. There's nothing I can go on. I mean, there's really nothing I can do. I can't, I can't contact her family because I don't know their contact information and I won't do it. No, no, no. It's just like, you know, I just have to move on. Yeah. I, you know, I can't, I, 
I can't do anything. Yeah, exactly. And I had another person who I had a falling out with who reached out to family and friends of mine who he didn't know. Very underhanded. Uh, but he died during the pandemic, I think so. Oh, is that the one that you told me about? Yep. So, and, and is, he might be alive. I think he's probably dead from what, what I've heard. But from what you've heard? Yeah. I don't know about that for sure. But here's, here's the conclusion I've come to. And I may have said this before. And you're not going to like part of this, so you might want to plug your ears for the first part. Oh, my goodness. Okay. It's one thing if I tell somebody to go fuck themselves. But it's another thing if I say the universe would say that to this, to these people, right? So, it's like if I say to, like, the people, like, I want to roast, oh, go fuck themselves. That's me saying it. But if I say, oh, you know, I hope that the universe screws them over for the rest of existence... That's a step too far. Does that make any sense? I don't think it's right on either either count. I agree with you, but the first one is just me being human. The second part is me saying that they have no right to happiness, which is a little bit too extreme. Yeah. Or uh, may my memory haunt them forever. <laughs> yeah, like it's one thing to want that, but it's another thing to want it so bad that you don't recognize that that's very destructive. It is destructive. My memory doesn't have to haunt them till the end of time or anything like that. No, I mean, at the time I felt it, right? Yeah. I mean, when, when whoever X has really burned me, there was a time where I'm like, I hope they think about me every single minute of every single hour of every single day, you know? Yeah. But that's how I was feeling at the time. But after a while, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I you know, whatever they do, it's, it's okay with me. I don't need to hear about it. It's fine. I don't care. And I'm not going to lie. Here's the thing. Does part of me take some pleasure when I hear that somebody who badmouthed me isn't doing that great in life? Yes. But it's also extremes, right? So mm -hmm. when I found out that my ex-roommate, who I told you about, who's not connected to the the two guys from the organization <coughs> at all, mm -hmm. but when I found out that he had medical issues, and they were extreme medical issues, mm -hmm. um, I didn't feel good at all. I felt really bad, actually. Yeah. But if I find out that people are just, like, kind of struggling and not doing that well in life... Yeah. You can feel a little bit okay. You can, you can feel a little bit okay. Like, oh, okay. So they're not doing so great. Like they don't have a big mansion and they don't um Yeah. They don't have like the 2.5 kids with the beautiful wife. My her. thought structure on this is always evolving, but I think where I'm at now is you can feel okay if somebody who screwed you over isn't like killing it in life. But maybe you might want to examine yourself if they're like near the verge of death and you're thrilled about something like that you know what i've really thought about what's up um i know people have you know had really successful jobs but they forgot what's really important in life yeah and i realized that hey even if i don't get a super successful job that will bring in six figures a year and will make it so that i can um by a, a palatial estate or whatever. What I really care about most is if my relationships are successful. And I think that because money can take over a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Money can take over your relationship with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse, your kids. And that that's all they cared about. Right. And, you know, I'm thinking more and more now, like, 
even if I make enough money to pay the bills, I want to make sure that my relationships are good because that could end at any time. That can end at any time and you don't even see it. Yep. I could get called up to heaven this afternoon. Or I could. Yep. And uh, I, all I have left over is groceries. That's right. <laughs> well, if you get caught up to heaven this afternoon, I'm selling your groceries. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that could change at any time. And some people will spend their entire lives looking for somebody and they died the year before they started looking. That has happened. They died the year they started looking. And it's so sad. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. Or, or people have uh, told stories like, my my grandpa was waiting for my sister to get here because he wanted to settle the score with her and she didn't make it and he died anyway. Wow. You know what I mean? Like I hear just, you. That's just an example, but it's sad. Yeah. And it is weird because there are some people in your life to where it's okay blowing them off. So, for example, um, a lot of stuff has been coming up with me, but that's, you know, par for the course of being Rick. I'm not going to go to my dad's funeral. And if I find out that my dad is in the hospital and is about to die and wants like a deathbed reunion, I'm not going to grant that to him. Uh, but other people might feel differently about a situation like that and might be open to, to exploring, uh, you know, a reunion like that. Uh, but it's not my thing. Uh, but I, I do recognize that, you know, this is one of those situations. That's a situation that to where people feel mixed feelings about stuff like that. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, it's hard because there's no clear-cut answer because some people are like, um, you know, I want I want to forgive him and move on for myself. Mm-hmm. But some people are like, no, I I can't show this person love because they never showed me love. And I, yeah, you know, and it's one, I, it's one of those things too where my dad has allegedly been on his deathbed multiple multiple times where it's supposed mm-hmm. to be the end and he'll make, never ended up yeah there. he'll make a miraculous recovery and go straight back to doing drugs and you know taking never never of learning people. from his own mistakes exactly so it's one of those things too i feel like if i hear my dad's on his deathbed well do i believe that and if i believe that do i really believe that if he miraculously got better he would change his life around and if the answer is no, then why do I need a fake, you know, apology? Well, and also, too, you're probably not going to get the, you know, some people will say, well, you know, I want answers from this person. But there are people that will never give you the answers. And it's it's sad to say. Yeah. But it's true. There are people that will never give you the answers you want. Yeah. Now, if my dad is on his deathbed and wants a reunion, could, do you want me to send you there as my representative? No. Okay. No, because I don't know this person. Uh-oh. And... This may not even go well. You know, this may be like, you know, he may want you to be there instead of some girl that he's never met before. Oh. That that was with um his uh son. Yeah. For a number of years and even and maybe even got married to him. I don't I, that would be really weird. Oh, on behalf of Rick. I'm Rick's representative. I'm Rick's representative and also his girlfriend. No, that that would no. Mm-mm. Okay, it's a it's an idea. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. I uh, it's it's sad. It it really is. Mm. It's sad that people are are torn apart. Uh, apart, excuse me. People, you know, families, relationships are torn are torn apart for the stupidest things. Yeah, but a lot of it could be the other person's fault. 
and they just don't realize it. They just never, um, never wanted to admit it. In most situations, it's like a mixture of people, it right? Is. Everybody contributes something to the downfall of a relationship. Or it could be that maybe one person contributed to it all, you know, all of it. Yeah. That person. Yeah. It may not be the other person. So, you know, um, you know, and, and, and men and women talk about the one who got away, right? This, you know, the, I have regrets over this person yeah, because yeah. I wronged them or whatever. And I think it's interesting. I remember somebody who was a mutual friend of um, mine and my ex's. And by then we have already broken up um, for the last time. And she actually told me that he told her that I was the one who got away. And I responded by saying, I want to believe that, but so many times he's talked about his other Mm ex-girlfriend who he claims was his greatest love, which could mean anything. I don't know. Um, So, I mean, I told her, I said, I really want to believe that, but every time he's talked about his loves, he always talks about her. Oh, or somebody else. Yes. So did I really make an impact? Maybe I did, but I don't know that I'm the one that got away. It's nice to think about, but I don't think so. And I also think that people like to talk to, and it's a great way of being the victim. So if we break up and I tell, and and I'm responsible for it, and I tell everybody, oh, I'm so sad I lost Solana. She's the one who got away. And then we get back together, but I treat you like shit. Well, it might just be that I like I this is a narrative that I like to spread because it makes me look more human to other people and yeah. it lets them feel sorry for me. Or like for example, if somebody regretted not um not giving somebody a chance, even though the other person has given them chances or mm-hmm. whatever it is, it doesn't even matter whether it's a friendship or relationship, and the person finally says, You know what, I'm not waiting. Uh I have other things to do and I can't wait anymore. Some people just like to be the victim. I know. Yeah. It's like, well, why didn't you do anything about it? You know, you don't really have anything to anybody to blame but yourself, really. Exactly. And it's, I think, I think it's interesting. Matters of the heart and friendships, those situations are really interesting and and even uh, family relations. And this is like another reason I have trouble believing in the afterlife because I think to myself, why would and a god who created this whole universe want to spend time with a bunch of people who can't get their stuff together because we're human mm. we weren't wired that way we we are not wired to be perfect people oh and that's why i believe that um i that we need a savior because we we need to be saved from ourselves because we can't we can't live this life like this Interesting. On our own. Yes. Because we're going to mess up everything. Because we're human beings. We mess up a lot of stuff. Nice. And we're selfish and we're greedy and we're wretched. And that's why we need saving. Nice. Well, I love you, selfish, greedy, wretched j Oh, you too. <laughs> selfish, greedy, and wretched pushing you off. I love you, uh, the uh, j <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, but, but we're human beings. We're we never, are. We're not gonna get our stuff together on our own. I hear you. I I guess I would wonder. Well, why would God want to spend time with us in the afterlife? Because He created us 
and um, we, um, you know, he created us for a purpose, and um, uh, and and I think I believe that he created us in his image, and there are people that don't act like that they were made in the image of God, uh -oh. but um, the ones who have um, who have wanted to um, wanted to follow God. Um, I mean, he never promised them that they were going to have a good life, but that's, that's a sacrifice that they're making. I make that sacrifice every day. Oh yeah. I make that sacrifice every day. Well, babes, if you don't want to sacrifice tomorrow, I'm not going to force you to. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Not human sacrifices. Oh, okay, go. Uh, but I don't know. Re reconsider the not roasting thing. I just think it's not healthy. I see, and I think of it as like a good. Oh, that was an update. A good is closing it? ceremony. I thought I heard an update. Hold on. Let's see. Nice. Cool. I see. Checked out. Yeah, the person sweet. checked out. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. We'll revisit this at the end of March. And if not, I'll name the organization. And, you know, <laughs> it'll all be good. I keep hearing that that organization, like the only reason it's still around is because the guy who started it has rich parents mm -hmm. and are kind of like floating it. And if it wasn't for that, this place would like be completely out of business. Yeah. But that's the word on the street. I can't confirm nor deny that. Oh my goodness. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I wish my parents were rich, and but they're not, and you know, life goes on, and all that. It's not going to happen, bubs. It's not going to happen, babe. One of them's dead, and the other one is floating in life. I told you, babes, that one time. Uh, maybe I should say that story here. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. Did I, did I hear it before? You've heard it before, but there are certain. Mm, I, I won't tell that story. Yeah, hold your tongue, Bob. Yeah, I, I I don't like to censor myself, but sometimes you've got to. Yeah, there's a time and a place for everything, and I don't think this is a time or the place for that. I like being really raw, though, as you could probably tell. Sometimes to your own detriment. Yeah, but you got to be out there a little bit and honest. and. Uh, there's one thing to be honest. There's another thing to um, talk about things that you shouldn't be talking oh, about oh. in certain settings. I don't know about that there. J-Roll. Yes, yes, yes. I've been reading more of that book, Hollywood Hellraisers. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I mean, again, my main complaint is I've read so much about these people before that a lot of the book just feels like rehashing things. Yeah. But it's enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. I need to look for something else to read. But... I don't know if we talked. Did we discuss the book Lab Rats yesterday uh, by Dan Lyons? Um, we we talked about it privately. I don't know. We didn't talk about it yesterday, but um, I mean, he basically just goes into how big tech is horrible for people. I and obviously it is, but he talks about how you know they they have this nice, colorful language. But it, and I'm paraphrasing a lot, but if you dig okay. a little, okay.
1119. 1119. Let me see what time it is now. It is 11.06. Okay. Yeah, like big tech will use this nice colorful language. But if you look at what they're doing, they're basically destroying our society. Now, obviously, he says it nicer than I just did. Uh, but he also gives up information to back his point. And it was a really powerful book when I read it last week. Did it talk about like how um, children are disconnected and you know, the, the next generation is more disconnected than ours? Well, there was a lot of talk about that in the book, but there's also talk about how tech companies treat their workers mm -hmm. and how tech companies avoid paying taxes. Mm -hmm. um, and But how they'll try to... They'll mistreat their workers, but they'll try to wrap it in language to where you feel like you're a tribe member, mm -hmm. like you're part of this greater thing than you. So it's worse than just a typical nine to five to where you see it as a business. You see it as you're making these great innovations and you're responsible for leading society in a different direction. But then you get fired and then it's like you're cut off from <laughs> greatness in a sense. Mm -hmm. And he wrote another book and this was actually... Lab Rats, in a way, was a follow-up to another book he wrote called Disrupted. But I read Lab Rats first, and then I went back and read Disrupted, which was about his time working for a startup company. Oh, wow. But yeah. this was not the big one. No, it wasn't a big one. Um, they're still in business. I forgot the name. Uh, I, I just don't have it at the top of my head. But basically, Dan Lyons was a writer for Newsweek, a tech reporter. <laughs> he got fired in like 2012 or 2013, gets a job at this tech startup in Boston that's ran by people who are half his age. And at first, he thinks it's really cool because people are playing in the hallways and having a lot of fun. How old was he? He was 52. Oh, and, and when did this happen? Like 2013. Oh, okay. So they were like in their 30s and 20s. They were like in their 20s and, 20s and some of them in their 30s. Yeah. But the place is very chaotic. There's a lot of clicks mm -hmm. and you're kind of encouraged to give people encouragement. So yeah. if somebody writes an email talking about, I made this great accomplishment, you're supposed to write back, oh, good for you or glad we, you did this. But if mm -hmm. somebody gets fired from the organization, they don't call it that. They say the person has graduated. And we'll be moving on with their lives. That's weird. And That's he, really weird. Yeah, he tells stories in the book about some of his colleagues who were fired or graduated and just started crying because they didn't know how to deal with it because they were taught that this place was their life. Uh -huh. And they're encouraged to work there as much time as they can. Like he tells a story about when they went public for the stock, for the IPO, they interviewed one of the main investors on, I think, CNBC. And the interviewer said, is there anything you want to tell your employees? And this guy had just made something like, I think, $70 million that day from his investment in the company. And the guy says, go back to work. And meanwhile, these people are struggling just to keep this business alive. Oh. And in, in Lab Rats, he also talks about how you're always adopting a new method of doing things in corporate life. Right, especially in tech startups. You're always, there's always somebody who comes along with this new method on how to do things. And that creates a chaotic work environment because there's no consistency. So if I say now I have the Rick method of doing thing, things, 
<laughs> and it's it, it'll take you twice as long and you'll accomplish half as much. But I, I don't I phrase it in a nicer way. And then a tech company or startup adopts that. And then three months later, they adopt another strategy that's completely different than mine. All you're doing is confusing the workers. I think that that those two books, babes, kind of like triggered me this week to think about my ex-colleagues. Wow. It's because the way they ran things, it kind of felt like something out of disruptive, disrupted so or out one, of uh, lab rats. So the one guy that I never met before, was he also um, your ex-boss's um, um, co-worker? I mean, not co-worker, but um, uh, the, another front man? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so he was like really high up in your. He was really high up. Okay. And I'm glad I read those books, but I think it, they did trigger me this week. Oh, okay. If I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna be okay. honest, I think I understand. Yeah. But I just, I mean, just think about it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Seeking revenge on people, I just feel like it never ends well. It's got to be a playful revenge. You don't want to, you know go after somebody's family or anything ridiculous like that. Or 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 say that um you should be they should be killed or something. No, or, well one, I don't believe that. Or 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 threaten that um threaten them and say, oh um my family has um my um I have gang members in my family that could really beat you up. Yeah, we, we're not we're not like Rick isn't that harsh. Yeah. Rick knows so that they're go really far and say those those stupid things. Yeah, I know I would prefer that they die <laughs> of a slow lingering disease i don't have to <laughs> kill them myself i would like you know like aids or cancer to do that mm-hmm. but you know <laughs> and i'm partially joking like five percent of that was <laughs> no no no, no. You, are you like um may 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 all your hair fall out and uh may you eat tainted pork may anybody <laughs> may you catch aids so anybody who tries to be affectionate with you also suffers <laughs> Um, that's something I would say if I was the less enlightened. I'm not saying that today. Though. Oh, well. Yes. <laughs> I, I would prefer they get cancer. No, but. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Um, there, there are lines drawn. You, 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 but you can have some fun with beefs too. You know, you gotta, you gotta enjoy yourself a little bit. Oh my goodness. And again, this is developing because I, I, I'm joking about it. I don't want anybody to suffer so much that their lives are completely ruined because I did want that at one point for somebody. And then I saw that their life was horrible. Mm-hmm. And then I got really, really sad. that I <laughs> But I want them to suffer enough to where they maybe uh, contemplate their actions. <laughs> I guess is my current way of thinking about things. All right. Yes. <laughs> okay. I hope that made sense there, Jay. Well, it sounds like we're going to get all the items, babes. I hope so. Yeah. And I made sure I I put the uh, Gara Masala first. Oh, Gara Masala. Gara Masala. Oh, I got to love that Gara. Yes. And I bought the Catalina dressing. Nice. If you want to make the sandwiches again, which I think would taste really good with the dressing. Yeah. And we, we can mix it up. We can make the actual cheese sauce and... All that good stuff. With the butter and the milk and the shredded cheese. Yep. My friend, babes, the one who turned me on to Mormon stories. Yeah. Also the same dude who hosted the event where uh, we met. Yeah. Uh, shared me with me a video he found about making like simpler cuts of meat taste like prime rib. Oh, really? Now, obviously, <laughs> I don't know if this is true because I haven't made it. 
and I'm not <laughs> going to be able to do it this week because I can't use my debit or credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to try that soon. Mm-hmm. If we could get that tasting good, or only it's close to prime rib, that might be an interesting twist. <laughs> Excuse me. On the beef and cheddar uh, sandwiches, yeah. That would. Like, what would what was it like if he if you made like regular um, packaged roast beef taste like it? If you made like certain grounds of types of uh, steak taste like it. Oh wow! Like yeah. chuck or something. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um. So the next time we do it, I want to make it next level good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to Kyle from Secular Talk on Joe Rogan, uh-huh. and that was pretty good. The one weird thing was I kind of fell asleep during it. <laughs> you were dreaming about it. The dream I had is that I was listening to Kyle being interviewed on Joe Rogan. Was, <laughs> so I don't know if you could count that as a dream. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, but then it's funny because your mind can be play tricks on you when you're dreaming about what you're listening to. Like, did I actually did I actually dream about that or? Yeah. What's the deal? Yes. The Order is coming soon, but we did watch some movies last night. We did. Norma Ray, which was, I really like this movie. Even though they, uh, it's based on a true story and I get the sense that they changed a lot about it. Yeah. But it was really good. And then we watched Dr. Zhivago, which I enjoyed, but I ain't going to lie. I don't think I'm smart enough to watch that. I was confused because, oh. Your phone. I love you, Jay Wolfone. I'm not gonna cover my face. Oh my god, they still have that. I know, it's so stupid. Yeah. It is so stupid. I'm just like most people now do not are not wearing masks outside. That's not really a big thing now, especially it's not like you spend a lot of time around Instacart people. I know. And, it, and it's like they're only going to be here for like five minutes. If even that. If even that. Like yeah. Lyft doesn't have mask mandates. Anymore. No, 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 not at all. I mean, yeah. And, and nowhere are, you know, even Grubhub, they don't require people to wear a mask at the time of delivery. Even so Joe like, Biden months ago said that the pandemic's over. It's time to get back. To, and if Joe's saying it. Then you know, come on. What are a we? A lot of people have been saying it. So yeah, but you know what get, I mean. He yeah. is representation of the system that will, uh, that encourage mass mandates. Let's put it nicely. So for him to be saying that, it's it's time to move on. Come mm-hmm. on. Uh oh yeah. So real quick, I want to tell you a theory that I shared with you last night that I think you disagree with. I think that sometimes people say they like stuff that's really confusing, like Doctor Savago. They say that they like it because it's confusing and they think that by saying it, it's going to make them sound like a really intelligent person. Yeah. And I, I think you kind of disagree with that. No, I, I I think they genuinely like it. I don't, I can't say that they're, oh, they're just saying it because they want to be confused. I think it's ridiculous. They want to sound smart. They, they want to sound smart. No, I, yeah, I don't know. I Look, I, I enjoyed the movie, but. I, I enjoyed it, but it was so confusing, especially at the end. Yeah. And partly because I was tired at the beginning of the movie, so I kind of missed some things. Oh. Yeah. Yes. But it was good. It was just like I couldn't keep track of how many men uh, the one character Laura was into. Yeah, Julie Christie was getting after in the movie. Yeah, I guess. But I didn't understand that. I thought one of them died. I thought both of them, uh, both 
uh, of the guys that she was into died. Um, one of them did die, but she was into three people. Yes. And she couldn't decide who she wanted to be with. She got after it a lot in real life, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about her. But you told me that um, Julie Christie was like kind of out there. That's what I've heard. And she was with Warren Beatty for a long time. Was she really? Yeah. And there was considerable talk about them. Shh. Shh. Hello? Hello? The order is here. Oh, my it goodness. It will be coming here. What? I didn't even hear your phone ring. It um, was. It was. And I just hear, shh. Yeah, because I'm trying to talk to the person. Yeah, but I didn't hear your phone ring. Ouch! You could have said, be quiet. I know, but... I'm <laughs> you get triggered so easily. Babe. No, you're, you you get it out of me, bub. Oh, my goodness. Give me a kiss. And I don't do it to just anybody. Well, give me a kiss. No. Okay. Okay. Point of story is, before I was rudely interrupted, uh, Julie Christie had a lot of sex back in the day, from what I've heard. Uh, let go of my hand, please. Okay. Thank you. Yes. I don't know. She she seemed a little bit out there in the movie Darling. That was a good performance. But that was though. a good performance. She was good. Yeah. She's very good. She was definitely uh, neurotic mm -hmm. in that one. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, good. Well, I know this is a shorter one, but do we want to just wrap <laughs> it up since we got groceries? What are you thinking? Um... Yeah, I, I think we do. Um, and then I and when we have to decide when I'm going to start with the rice because yeah, goodness, I can't remember. Am, am I am I putting coconut milk in the rice or am I? Are we putting coconut milk in the actual chicken? We'll recheck the recipe. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm good either way. That's my new character. That a lot of is one of a lot of favorite characters. No, yeah, it I, isn't. <clears throat> no, it isn't. Uh oh. Well, okay, yeah, this is this is definitely short. This is like 40 minutes. Let me see. Uh, oh, 53 minutes. Okay, that's not I so think bad. maybe we could go over the um, the movies in depth tomorrow. That's true, yeah. Because um, if I didn't have anything to order, then it would have been a lot longer. That's okay. Explanation. Uh, tonight I'm excited. We're going to watch Space, Space is, is a Place. place. We're, we're kind of thinking, hmm, this might be a really bad movie, but it'll be fun. So I told you... <clears throat> I think Sutton Raw is a musical genius. That being said, he's yeah. kind of a wacko. Yeah. I'm expecting this movie to have the, the, you know, same plot holes as August Rush, except I don't think this film is going to take itself nearly as seriously. So I think it's going to be like a fun movie to watch and kind of talk. Uh, this might be during. as fun as... Um... I don't know. This might be as fun as uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, except it's older. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be a fun movie. I think it's going to be a movie that's bad, but knows that it's bad. So it's, it's going to be enjoyable. It's going to take us on a movie roller coaster. And yeah, and you got to love the title, Space is the Place. Yeah. <laughs> that's where Ace is the Place came from. Yep, that's according to Alana. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I. Um, it sounds like to me, like where they got their slogan. Nice. Well, if I ever have to pick up any tools or anything, I'll remember about outer space. And... No, Ace is the Place. Ace, Ace Hardware. Are they still around, babes? Yeah. I hear commercials. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think John Madden used to advertise for them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. John okay. Madden? I'm not familiar with him. He, I think he was like a football dude. <clears throat> I know he was a sports announcer, but I think before that, like way back in the day before we were born, he was like a football coach. He died only a couple years ago. Oh. Yeah. 
Yes, you you know him if you heard his voice because okay. he did the Ace is a Place. Uh, Ace is a Place for, for me or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, I think I remember him because this is like in the nineties. Uh, nineties, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, good, babes. So we pretend that this is a gift and wrap it up. Oh my goodness. We're not living in the hood, bub. I know. Yes, we should wrap it up. Technically, all of uh, Portland is the hood, but, you know. I think there's parts of it that is, yeah. Oh, I'd say it all is at this point. Is it? Police don't want to be here. Uh, Things are too expensive. We can't afford anything. I'd say all of Portland is the hood now. Uh Uh-oh. But that's just me. Okay. Okay. You want to give me a kiss? No. All right, we'll do it anyway. (gasps) I'm ordering, boy, and I'm ordering. Ugh. No, I'm ordering go. I ordered go sweet. Okay. Can we kiss her? All right, babes. Okay. Let's uh, get the groceries. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. I'm going to have to put my socks on. Why? I like wearing socks when I go to the door. Call me old-fashioned if you want to. but that's Really? You, yeah. you don't, you know, uh, what's the point? I mean, if you're going to wear slippers or socks. Oh, I don't have slippers, but I do have socks. Okay. Yeah, so let's wrap it up. Okay. All right, bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.